Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that's part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. I want to take a second to talk about traditional media, more uh, specifically how it's presented. Uh, A medium that we are currently in the process of killing, uh, the good old-fashioned FM car radio. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so I was listening to it today, and I forgot how much of an active sport I would consider listening to the radio is. Because there is so many reasons to change the channel. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I rented a car this week. And a lot of cars, brand new cars, if they know they're going to be rented, they don't have a position to like Bluetooth or anything to your phone. So I was listening to the radio in my area for the first time in like two or three months. And I was, I had three or four channels that I switched between. Because as soon as the music stopped, I'm going to a different one. Yep. I'm like, I don't want to hear about the caller who's having issues with his girlfriend. And next, after the, on the next break, we're going to find out, we're going to take calls on giving advice. Or I'm done listening for the sound to win $200. And I'm done listening to these local commercials. I'm over Ryan Seacrest and how he still has a career. I'm over <laughs> it, bro. Yeah, I don't need these iHeartRadio interviews with Charlie Puth. Like, we're good, actually. Um, I just, I, the, first of all, yeah, local commercials, always bad, always, always dude. bad. And also the second I hear static on the radio station, next one, mm-hmm. next. And because I haven't listened to traditional radio since I moved here, I'm just like, I literally just press the seek button until something that's not a commercial plays. The bar is very low. Yeah, that's too low. Like, I'm not... First of all, I'm... Dude, I'm down for some, like, Bad Bunny, Azuna music. Yeah. Rosalia. What I'm not down for is mariachi music. Yeah, fair. I'm not... That's fair. I'm not good for it, bro. Also, there are so many country stations, it's disgusting. Yeah. So, where we're from, uh, by the time I moved out... There was only one country station. Right. It was 99.9. Yeah. So the fact that other places have more than one, it's kind of what, which is weird because the area we grew up in had a very country music style aesthetic. So the fact that there was only one by the time we left, I'm like, maybe it's not. Maybe it's you. Right. Maybe it is you. It's obnoxious, bro. So, I, I, listen, I think that the radio is trying their absolute best. It's just, it's, it's a medium that is, you know, gasping for air. Um, and I just, until you brought it up, I used to listen to a morning talk show on my drive to school every morning. Right. And there, there were certain points where I'm like, is this funny or is it 7 a.m.? <laughs> yes. Dude, I was a big fan of Bob and Tom. Yes, that's who I listened to. Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Bob and Tom. Out of, I think they're out of Indianapolis. Yeah. And they're big, dude. It's like all of the Midwest. Yeah. Um, Now that stuff just doesn't fly, bro. Yeah, so, so they did exactly what they would do, prank calls. What they would do is their their gimmick was they would prank call people that like – someone else that they had done wrong to someone else. So they would have a guest on the show. They'd be like, Hey, this person screwed me over. This person was rude to me. And then they would call them back, do a prank call. And they'd be like, just kidding. We have so-and-so here. And I'm like, Hey, maybe don't name drop me actually, (laughs) man, that, that, yeah, I'm glad. Listen, Alex of the many segments that we can do, I will tell you right now, Prank calling strangers is nowhere near the top of the list. It ain't it, bro. Because there's real anxiety. Like, these are people, these are real people who have real lives. So I'd rather not mess with it, bro. Also, people could just not pick up. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we could cut that out, but I also don't want to be, like, cussed out. I also don't want people to have my number. Yeah, there are so many reasons not to do it. Like... Uh, the fact were, were you one of those kids that would prank call people with like star 69 and whatnot no never that was never never me. so i we tried it but 
every person we called had caller ID. So, it, like, it didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. So, it's just like, why are you calling off of Tyler's phone? I'm like, uh, 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 p- uh p- p- the refrigerator's running, click. It's obnoxious, bro. And even worse, do you know people who, like, used to mess with telemarketers? Um, I've seen it a lot on the internet. And at a certain point, I'm like, okay, yes, haha, here's your fake internet points. But also, these are people. Yeah, I'm like, these are people who have the worst job, actually. They only talk to people who don't want to be talked to. Most people hang up. And then sometimes they just get yelled at, just screamed. And I'm like, yeah, that ain't me, bro. It's not worth it. Because, like, I'm I'm pretty sure that they're like, as long as like you in order to be successful as a telemarketer, you need to be successful in like one percent of calls. Something oh, it's astro- less than that. That's one in ten. Oh, that's one in one hundred. It's yeah. less than that. So like you are making up you are taking up precious time by like, oh, they're not allowed to hang up on me. So I just walked away from my phone for an hour. Like, guys, come on. Right. We're better than this. Or you just like, it's just so dumb, bro. And prank calls, time is so value. It's I just can't get on board with it, bro. I also don't think it's funny, which is yeah. tricky. Because I find it's a hard for me to do pranks when I feel bad for somebody. Yes, yeah. Um, which is why public pranks always like, mm, not a fan of that. Yeah, I don't like that. Purely because even if the person that's like, for instance, let's say someone gets beat up in public. But the person getting beat up obviously is in on it. Now what you're doing is causing an issue for everyone around. And that's a yeah. problem. Or even if it's less less of a big deal. Like um, someone like puts pie in the face of a kid. You're like, yeah, but now we all see it. And we are all thinking right now, should we do something about it? Yes. So the yeah, fact that w- you're making us question that, it's just not fair. The only time I'm okay with pranks is when two people decide hey, we are going to prank each other and they let's say they film it or don't film it, whatever. But they're like, this is just going to be our thing. Yeah. That I'm okay with because I'm they're, not in that. I'm never going to say yes to that. So I can watch two people who agree on it. I can do that. I watched this one video of like a similar vein where like someone would, um, they set up like a basketball hoop in public and then they would throw someone like a stranger the basketball and have them try to make a shot. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, maybe like more than half of the people would just like not catch the basketball or not participate. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, they didn't pass the vibe check. It's like, no, they are walking to work. Also, <laughs> Actually, if that's your, dude, that's such a dumb vibe check. Will you shoot a basket? The, the, the barrier is too low for your vibes, bro. Come up with a better um, vibe check. Yeah, so now that we're done roasting TikTok prank channels, uh, do you want to talk about our movies? Sure, man. I mean, I'm actually not excited. That's of all the movies we're doing this month. This is my least excited to watch, least excited to talk about. (laughs) Okay, well, we watched The Legend of Hercules and Hercules, which are two separate movies. Um, we're doing all spoilers. If you want to skip to the next segment, you can go ahead to this time code right here. Time code 3445. So obviously we have to talk about the legend of Hercules first for a multitude of reasons. Number one being it came out first and we are, are, we are trending to talk about these in chronological order. And number two, it sucks. It's real bad, bro. It's... Here's the thing. I had heard of uh, Dwayne's The Rocks. Yeah, I saw trailers for that. I saw trailers for that one. So I knew about that one. And I knew that one was going to be bad. I didn't want to watch that one when it came out. But this one, I'm like, well, it's not going to be that bad. Because that movie looked really bad. The trailers didn't help at all. This one somehow is worse than the trailers for that other movie. Yes. It's so trash, bro. And I thought it was going to be better. And there are elements of this where I'm like, this movie's bearable. For some, sure. It's, this movie, purely because it's mostly violence, was easier <laughs> for me to watch than like a couple of the movies we had to watch during your month. Okay. Yeah. So off the bat, because it's mostly violence. But that being said, 
every time someone's not getting killed, it's bad, bad, bro. Yeah. So this movie starts. I I mean, I kind of want to give a plot breakdown. Um, I mean, sure. So Hercules, mom and dad, uh, has an older son. The wife, you know, doesn't care. She, you know, she doesn't like the family. So she's like, hey, she goes to Hera, the goddess, mm-hmm. and she's like, hey, can you give me another son? And Hera is like, I got you, fam. So Zeus impregnates this woman with lightning sex is the only way I can describe it. Yeah. Which, as you might assume, pisses off the king. Yeah. So Hercules is born. He's not named Hercules. He doesn't know that Zeus is his father until one day his brother is like, hey, you suck and I hate you. uh, Also, I'm going to steal your girlfriend and make her my queen. And and Hercules takes this personally. Yes. He, he goes and talks to his mom about it. She's like, hey, your name isn't Aristides or whatever. Right. It's Hercules. And he's like, I don't. That's nonsense. What are you talking about? She's like, no, you're the son of G- Zeus. I'm serious. And he's like, uh, you're insane. Uh, that He then gets kicked out of the kingdom has like three days to do something or other before the marriage of his girlfriend and his brother. To be honest, it's no, it's not three days. It's three moons, which is months. Oh, okay. That, you know what? That makes way more sense. (laughs) Uh, That, okay. Cause they said three moons and I'm like, is that just three nights? What an oddly short time frame to give a movie. So yeah, he's got three months to go beat an enemy in a distant land and come back. Yeah. And it's all like super vague. He ends up getting kidnapped. Yeah, because and they sold well, through the arenas. Sent, he's set into a trap. Yeah. Because he gets sent away with half the force they were originally going to have into a place where the king had talked to them about and it was a trap for them to be taken. Yeah. And let me tell you the stakes could not feel lower than they do. Well, it also helps that in this movie, this guy legitimately has superpowers. Yes. Yeah. So when he is just jacked to pieces and is slaughtering everybody. And here's the thing. Dude, the fight scenes are dope. The fight scenes are cool. They, this guy, this must've been like right after slow motion hit its peak. Cause it was all the time. Yes, the the note that I had was this movie wanted to be 300 so bad. So bad, bro. Like, oh, ooh, it's, mm, it, it is shot very much like 300, but not, at, but not good. Yeah, they just couldn't afford the good actors. And, but the thing is, the scale is still there. It just doesn't look very good. Yeah, and where 300 is very, like, orange and brown this movie is very blue and purple it's weird it doesn't make sense um, um also yeah, this follows like, one of those tropes where the blondes are good guys and the dark hairs are the bad guys <laughs> also in order for them to look greek and athletic they're wearing so much tanner they look like they're mixed yes i i'm glad you pointed that out because I first I noticed it almost right at the beginning. Yeah. Because the main the character scene, I'm like, does he have a dirty face? Like is yeah. he that dark? He gets out of the lake, hops on his horse, looks at his brother, and his skin tone literally changes. Yeah, I'm like, yo, this this dude is dark. Or he's been playing in a lot of dirt. Yeah. Um the acting is bad. The characters are bad. Yep. Um mm-hmm. okay, oh. there's there there is one character that I cared about throughout this entire movie. And it was um, the old scholar guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he I wasn't definitely a good didn't actor. care about Hercules. I, I cared more about his... To be honest, I didn't care about any, a single person in this movie. I didn't care about a single person. Anytime anyone got killed, I was like, whoops. Oopsie. Don't care. I, I didn't root for the bad guy like I do sometimes in bad movies. I didn't root for the love story. I did. To be honest, the love story was so lackluster, I forgot who the girl was. Yeah, there are a lot of deaths in this movie that, like, they try to do impactful deaths, 
but instead they kind of, they feel like cheap emotional highs. Right. Like we've had this person in for exactly, you know, 80% of the movie, which means by now you should feel something. Let's kill them. And I'm like, well, I don't yes. care. Because they kill his mom. Yep. They kill the scholar. They kill his partner's wife. Um, and they kill his girlfriend. Right. And there's flashbacks to a dead family. No. Yeah. Wrong movie. Yeah. Wrong movie. So <laughs> there's like every time a character died, I'm like, oh, you had nothing else to elevate the story now. Right. And and so like the scholar's death, the scholar's death was, I think, the only one that kind of felt warranted mm-hmm. um, because like the mom's death. I'm like, she wasn't contributing much anyway. The partner's wife's death. I was not invested in his partner. And the girlfriend's death was just like, oh, we just needed to wrap this all up in a bow, I guess. But let me tell you, when the scholar's death happened, it's not that big of a deal because I kind of barely knew the dude's name. Yeah. I think it was Chiron or Chiron or whatever. Chiron. But the thing is, is they all have Greek names. Yeah. All of them are unable to pronounce besides Hercules, which we already know, and Hebe, which sounds so made up. Yeah, so if uh, if you have difficulties following along with names to begin with, I highly recommend subtitles for these movies. It's rough, bro. Um, but I will say, dude, the fighting is dope. The, and there's a lot of fight uh, scenes. I I wasn't a super fan of the um of the fighting. So because the movie um comes to a peak. When Hercules, you know, he's in chains, he rips the rocks from the pillar and starts swinging them around. Which right? is freaking dope. And then it's also... It's a very cool concept. Yeah. Executed very poorly. I did not like whatever technique they used to shoot it. Uh, it it looked like CGI, but and it just looked bad. It never looked like... The physics the with, didn't add up. And so the main problem I had with this movie is I could see every time they didn't make contact with the enemy, right? When there is a fight scene and they cut in front of them or to the side and try to make like the illusion that they cut them, I see it every time. And those rocks was the biggest proponent of that. Like every time he swung the rocks and like three people would go flying back, I'm like, he swung it in front of you. I, wa- I watched him miss. Also, they're not real rocks. It's all CGI. What do you yeah. think about the lightning sword? Uh, forgettable. <laughs> really? The lightning sword was forgettable. It. I'm just glad he flexed and he had powers. And I got to see him freaking smoke check people. Because if he would have been like almost dying a bunch of times, I would have been salty. Like this sure. dude's the son of Zeus. He better be doing some nuts, thing, like back flipping and crazy stuff. But really, like the Colosseum fight was okay. Um, the one where he, I think my favorite fight was when he fights the six people all at once. Although okay. he made it look very easy. <laughs> uh, there's one, and then this is just like me nitpicking specific shots. But there's a shot where he slams a shield down onto someone's foot. Yep. And he like pins it there. But the guy is holding on to the shield while Hercules is beating the crap out of him. And, like, obviously he needed to hold it there so it would stay there because shields don't stay in place like that. Unless it cut through his foot and was buried in the ground. In which case, this guy can move his foot again because it's severed. I just, I thought that shot was stupid. Yeah. Um, gosh. The, the, also, when he is in chains, mm-hmm. um... He, because the whole movie, he takes on Hercules as like a, almost like a stage name, if nothing else. Right, because he's been and, known as something else. But then when the traps get springed, they say, "Where's the prince?" and they point to a random dead body. So everyone assumes that Hercules or whatever his real name is, Alcles or whatever, is actually dead. So now he's he gets called Hercules. So you know, as a alias. Yeah, and and the entire time, he doesn't accept Zeus as his father, which, like, weird hill to die on, in my own opinion. Hey, dude, Um, you choked out a lion. I think it's legit. 
And so he's in these chains. He knows he's going to lose. So he looks up into the sky and he says, Zeus, I accept you as my father. And I'm like, if I was Zeus, I'd be like, huh, pretty convenient timing there, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, I was just, I cut this movie a lot of slack. And the fact that it's still bad, I'll let it be bad. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't... If it was going down a road of none of this is believable. So, yeah, man, sure. Talk to your dad who you haven't acknowledged this entire movie. And he'll probably hook you up because it's convenient because it's a bad movie. Also, this movie is Hercules by name and name alone, right? It Because they bring up the Nemean lion. And that's like the only one of his labors yeah. they bring up. No Hydra, no Amazonians. No, there's nothing. And so... That is kind of frustrating, but that I'm it's whatever. It's really not that big a deal. What frustrated me about the Nemean lion is how it was nothing. Uh, it, he shows up at the very beginning of the movie. His bro- uh, Hercules's brother is like, the Nemean lion, no man could ever kill it. And then 30 seconds later, Hercules kills the lion. And I'm like, oh, so these stakes were presented to us for no reason. Right. And we also knew... He was going to murk this thing. We yeah. knew it was going to happen. He was like, get behind me. I'm like, you guys can run away. But he's yeah. like, your horse is slower than mine. I'm like, horses are still faster than lions. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, so I'm just, this movie, I was not a fan of. Yeah, it was bad. Of the two, of the two that I had to pay for, I'm glad it was not this one. <laughs> Here's the thing. This movie is worse than the, than the other Hercules. However, th- I enjoyed this movie more most of the time because it was, I just thought of this movie like John Wick. I'm just like, this is just going to be violence for violence sake. And I'm going to get used to that. So if you want to watch people get killed, this movie does it better than the other movie. I think the violence is just shot better. Now we can, we can jump into the Dwayne movie if you want. Yeah. This one's a four. I I give it a 4.75 purely for violence, only for violence. (laughs) Okay, now, I don't know if this is because I hated Legends of Hercules so much or if I was just simply pleasantly surprised, but uh, Rock Hercules, not bad. Oh, no, it's bad. It's Rock real Hercules, bad. Rock Hercules, not bad. If, yeah, I didn't, I didn't hate it. It's, it's bad, bro. It is really bad. The dialogue sucked. That took forever for the fighting to start. Also, in this movie, Hercules isn't the son of Zeus. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's lame because I've seen... This is not my third Hercules movie I've seen in my life because I grew up with the animated one, which is my favorite of the three. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that guy is like bench pressing a donkey and a plow and a trailer all at once. And that guy's like doing crazy stuff, tying up hydras and whatnot. And this guy's like, oh, yeah, no, that was real. It's just a legend. Um, I've had my friends help the entire time. And it's just I'm like. Well, this sucks because now that just means this is a medieval movie. Yeah. It's um, just like, I a, mean, not quite, that, that but I know what me. you mean. It's just a period piece at this point. Yeah. Uh, I did. First of all, the fact that this movie in court, uh, let's have this discussion now. I want a Hercules piece of media that is about the 12 labors. The fact that we have had now three prominent Hercules movies and none of them are about the labors is frustrating um, because I think they, the li- the animated one references it the most. And we see him fight the Hydra. But yes. after he fights the Hydra, the rest are in a montage. Yeah. So I want an I want like an HBO Max miniseries or something like it. <laughs> 12 episodes. One. I'm dead serious. I'm dead <laughs> okay. serious. Yeah. I want this. OK, OK. Because I think the Twelve Labors of Hercules is probably one of my favorite mythological, like, stories. And the fact that all they do is take the characters, like, oh, yeah, this guy's real beefy. Let's do something with that. And that's the only thing they run with. I'm like, guys, that's not the interesting part. The interesting part is the fighting of the monsters and and the having to do 12 of them back to back. Come on. Dude, I got beef with Dwayne thinking he can act. This is definitely the most acting The Rock has done in like a decade. And 
It's bad, bro. There's like, he sounds like he's the rock, bro. Hey, yeah. you're in like thousand BC. Can you stop talking like you grew up in the seventies and the eighties? Because you sound the same. Yes, it's very much like he is the only one not doing an yes, accent. He's the only one not doing it. Which can't which I noticed. Don't get me wrong, I noticed. Like just pretend like the rest of us, bro. Um, so like I said, this movie this movie references um the twelve labors. He doesn't do any of them, but this movie is kind of about like the legacy of Hercules. Where everybody knows his name, he is a hero to most people, but he is now a mercenary. Him and his crew that did the 12 labors with him, they, they, they now fight for gold. He is almost a cynical person at this point where all I want is the gold so I can retire and not have to fight again. It also doesn't help that his family got murdered. Yes, that, uh, yes, that big that, um... So there, it's basically like a hey, we have this one last job. Uh, there's this lord that will pay you your weight in gold to lead his army and uh, take down this bad guy, this outlaw who has been burning and pillaging villages. And he's like, all right, fair enough, can do. And so he takes this army out to the battlefield. They get a slaughtered oh yeah <laughs> like they lose they win the battle but they lose half the army in the process and so uh hercules is like hey man i need to train your soldiers better and the lord is like all right fair enough and so there's a fun training montage and then they go fight the bad guy they win and then the bad guy is like i wasn't the bad guy the lord was the bad guy and so they go back to the city and he fights the Lord, who is actually the bad guy. Th- there you go. That's the movie. <laughs> That's the entire movie. And then he finds out, by the way, he was framed for his family's killing. He didn't kill him, but he doesn't remember. He's been haunted by that. And he finds out that the bad guy did it. Yeah. Um, I, know, I liked this movie. This movie had more characterization in it. I liked the char- I liked the character of Hercules. I think he went through like... A half decent character arc. I liked his band of misfits. Um, there, there was. I a liked lot his band of more. misfits more than I liked him. By okay, a lot. That's by fair. The way. That's fair. Um, didn't care for the nephew. The nephew oh, was the yeah. only one I could take or leave. Um, but over, like, I, I, I liked them all. I really liked the, the, the Oracle guy they had. Mm-hmm. He was, yeah. He had a personality, so I could appreciate that. <laughs> um. Yeah, this one just felt like a more developed movie in every sense of the imagination Um, that I really like the actors in it a lot more. You know, you have a bigger grudge against The Rock than I do. I got beef with The Rock. Also, if the second you see The Rock with hair, you're like, that's not The Rock. Like, that's not this is not what's going on. This is unfair. This is not right. This hurts my eyes. Um, also his beard isn't real either. And I was just flipping out the whole movie to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I, like I said, I don't have as much of a beef with the rock. I'm willing to say I didn't mind him in this movie. Um, listen, very few roles call for as much of a beefcake as Hercules does. So I would say the hurt that the rock fills these shoes, not too badly. I think it was just a distraction that it was the rock. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to watch a rock movie, hop back in the last year when we did all of Fast and Furious. Because it's not <laughs> going to get better than that unless we do a, a Moana. But that's it. Okay? So anytime he shows up, I'm going to hate him because he's bad, bro. His acting sucked. Why? And this movie is built around him. Like, this movie exists because the rock's in it. Um, also, I didn't like how the first half of the movie, there's, like, no fighting. Like, And, it's not, and if there is fighting, it's boring. Um, that battle we're all getting slaughtered happens right around like a little bit before the middle and it's just boring the stakes felt low like i didn't care about anybody i'm trying to think of my favorite fight or if there was do you have a favorite scene or anything from uh, this movie uh, um i don't 
maybe not a favorite scene. Oh, the scene where um he's just getting mauled by the wolves. Yeah. And and the and the woman is trying to desperately to like open up break. the gate so other people can yeah. help him. And yeah. then so of the- course he just beat Okay, here's the that was a cool scene because where he breaks the chains. Like apparently when they were filming that, they put real chains on him and he passed out after every take cuz he was trying oh. to break real chains. And then oh, wow. eventually they just CGI'd him breaking it. And then he started whipping the rocks around, which, by the way, is the same scene in the movie yeah. that came out six months earlier. It's like, is this a Hercules thing that I don't know about? Right. I'm like, is it a Hercules trope where he swings around rocks on chains? Right. And I'm like, what is happening? And that was that was pretty annoying. Um, and then he was getting attacked by the wolves. And I'm like, well, he should be hurting a lot more than he is right now. <laughs> yes. Um, because he should be flesh and bone. And instead yeah. his dogs are biting his neck and biting his chest and his arms. And he's uh, fine. He's totally fine. Yeah. Um, this movie toes the, cause I think a theme of this movie is, is Zeus, is Hercules really the son of Zeus? And, uh, and there are times where he does things that are more than mortal and times where he is afflicted like a mortal. And and the end of the movie is like, is he really a son of Zeus? Does it really matter? And I'm like, yeah, it kind of does, because he did get bit by three wolves real bad. Yeah. So I'm going to say, well, I'm going to say he isn't, because he needs the team, and it's obvious that he, he needs does. them. Yeah. If he doesn't, he gets wrecked in every fight we see him in. For some reason, he beats the dogs, but I think you can just say that because he found out. He's he's driven by rage and just adrenaline. He really is, yeah. And the scene where he breaks the wolf's jaw that was cool. Up, that was cool. That was dope. When you just one hand on the bottom jaw, one hand on the upper, and just rips them apart, and that was that was dope. Yeah. Um. There are a few, you know, last minute save cliches, like when uh. I don't know, maybe the king is about to stab Hercules and then the nephew comes in from the back. I'm like, all right, we all saw this coming. Yep, 100%. Uh, but I'm just chalking up to that's what this movie is. Yeah, I, I just overall, I did not mind this movie. There was more going on than I, because I remember from this trailer, it this movie kind of giving the vibe of just like open field armies charging at each other. Right. It, and I did not want to watch that movie. The movie that I got instead actually was kind of cool. It was Hercules going from I want the move I want the money so I can just go into isolation and being like, oh, maybe maybe being a morally gray person isn't the best way to live life. Uh also the scene where he um topples the Hera statue. That was wild. It was cool watching him push it over. I wish that the statue had literally just fallen ver- like fallen right down. It it like kind of crumples and goes down in pieces. Which doesn't um, really make sense, but it is what it yeah. is. Yeah. And also them throwing fire onto the stairs. That was also cool. There are there are I really think some cool fight scenes in this movie. There are some cool character pieces in this movie. At the end of the day, it's a Dwayne Johnson movie. Yeah. And how you feel about that will modify how you appreciate this movie going into and leaving it. So, yeah, I, I I think this is a pretty... This movie takes advantage of being a by-the-numbers action movie um, by giving us some more character appreciation mm-hmm. where maybe we wouldn't. I'm giving this like a six and a half. Oh, boy. I'm giving it. A five and a quarter. All right. Um, yeah. I, so it's a ha- full half point better than the other one. Normally when I watch a movie and I'm like, I pause it and I'm like, oh, we ha- we still have 35 minutes left in this movie. Normally that kind of like ruins my mood. But this movie did a good job at introducing a second plot without bogging down the movie. Mm-hmm. So I, I was cool with it. Yeah. Um. Do you want to move on to our improv segment? Let's move on to the improv segment. So we're doing movie style this week. Uh, since we've been watching a lot of movies back to back, 
you know, I feel like we're pretty good at writing our own movie at this point because apparently it's just by the numbers. You know, we <laughs> writing a movie is super easy because they manage to do it twice every week. Right. Um. So the way this works is we are going to give the other person uh, an actor, a genre, and like a general plot structure, and the other person has to pitch us that movie. At any point throughout that pitch, the other person can ring in and throw a little wrench into that plan. Uh, Alex, would you like to pitch or be pitched to? Um, you can pitch me. All right. Give me something to pitch. Um, we're going to do rom-com. Okay. Um, interspecies. A new, we just had like, think E.T., um, except for... Um, so uh, so like, I'm supposed to make Shape of Water, but yes. funny. But yeah. Um, so I'm trying to think, what is that movie we did with Matthew McConaughey? How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days? Yes. You're doing that with an alien. Okay. And All right. it's rated G. So <laughs> you get one kiss the whole movie. The rest is hugging and holding hands. Okay. Give me a second. Okay. Olivia Rodrigo and... Zach Braff stars in Home 2. <laughs> <laughs> so Olivia Rodrigo is a fresh high school graduate. This is not going anywhere good. <laughs> Try not to s- describe them as fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo is a high school graduate. She is in her first year of college and she is homesick. She doesn't like she is having trouble fitting in. No, she doesn't really like any of the clubs. Uh, all the sorority heads are mean to her. Uh, overall, she's just not having a good time. Uh, in walks Blorf. Blorf yep. is an alien voiced by Zach Brown. I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah. He doesn't walk. Okay. He moves like a snail. Okay. Which puts uh, a little bit of a, a hiccup in their relationship. Yeah, so in wa- no in, in slides Borf. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Borf is listen, here here's the thing. Borf looks like a human. He doesn't look like Zach Braff because obviously it's CGI. It's just like the legs. The legs kind of like meld into snail. Mm-hmm. Borf, obviously, all no. Borf is super popular. All the other people at this college love Borf. And uh, w- walking through the quad one day, Borf. I'm gonna stop and- you right there. Yeah. Um. Also, very important that the reason he's so popular is because he has the ability to mind control, and he can mind control everyone but Olivia's character. Yeah. So, uh, they lock eyes while walking across the quad. Uh, Olivia smiles. Borf kind of like, uh, like kind of stares at her, kind of gives her like a scowl, and so she walk. She kind of storms over to him, and she's like, "Hey." Why did you look at me like that? And he's like, he he just tells her straight up, it's because I can't control you. And because yeah. I can't control you, I must have you. And he says it like in a weird kind of like predatory tone. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, and so the, he, he's like, I need to understand why I can't control you. So they start hanging out a little bit more and she starts to fall for him. And she's like, and a you tricky know, part I, about that. Is her dad died in a DUI a couple years earlier. So she's trying to figure out, is he going to be my friend or should he be a father figure? Okay. So she's, it's a lot to navigate. Sure. Okay. Um, so and, and the, these two are honest with each other. He says, you're the only person I can't mind control. So I feel a genuine freedom with you. And she says to Borf, you're like a dad to me. Um, except you buy me beer because you're two years older than me. Um, and uh, the twist comes to here. Here's the thing. Uh, Standard rom-com procedure, right? Um, until the plot twist comes, he actually has been mind controlling Olivia this entire time, except he's been controlling her to believe that she can't be controlled. Everyone else is kind of in on it, but with her, he wanted to like feel fresh. And so when she finds this out, she leaves him. She goes to her best friend played by uh, the Well, I'm going to stop you right from... there. Yeah. Obviously. It's played Shawn by Mendes. the real. It's a cameo from Sha- Shawn Mendes. 
Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in like 20 seconds of this movie, but we have the budget and, for him. And Sean Mendez is like, hey, if you love him, you'll be able to put up with his red flags. We want to teach these people a super toxic message. Oh, for sure. And so she goes back and she's like, hey, you can control me all you want because that's what I'm into. And they have a really long kiss. Like, it is 32 seconds of them kissing, but they're not making out. It's just their lips are touching for 32 seconds. And then um, credits, and because it, obviously. Yeah, and because it's CGI, it's it's going to look a little weird, but, like, you get the gist of it. Yeah. And, and that's the credits. There's no, like, real resolution after that. I like it, man. I don't see how we're... I mean, obviously, it's going to go straight to a streaming service. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it will, no, it's going to be a paired release. It's going to be on Paramount Plus and in theaters. And then select theaters, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we might be able to get DreamWorks on board with this, but definitely yeah, not. For Disney's sure. not going to fly. <laughs> no. There's no way. No, 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 no. Um, so, yeah, that's my pitch for... Home 2? Yeah, <laughs> Home 2. I couldn't come up... <laughs> I couldn't... <laughs> Yeah. Nice, man. Uh, it's impressive. I can't imagine um, it's going to bomb. <laughs> but uh, all right. What you got for me? Uh, this is a disaster movie. Perfect. All right. My favorite movies. P- PG-13. Mm-hmm. All right. So you have a little room to play with, but not a lot. Right. Um, and the plot is the disaster doesn't happen until the last five minutes of the movie. Beautiful. So here we have a police officer who's been going to work every day and he'd never, he's never he been chasing a promotion for a detective. He's, of course, being played by uh, Idris Elba. Um, and this takes place in New York City where every cop movie takes place and every disaster movie takes place. If it's not here, it's in D.C. But thankfully, yeah. his girlfriend is in D.C. She works at the Pentagon. This is played by uh, Sophia Vigar. Um, that makes sense, right? Yeah, that makes sense. They're about the same sure. age. Sure. Just like trying not to make a huge age gap here. Um, so she works at the Pentagon. She goes, Hey, just so you know, um, we've interrupted some data from some devious criminals that have gotten their hands on a weather machine. And they're a weather terrorist group known as uh anti NASA. <laughs> and anti NASA. <laughs> um their goal is for people to take global warming seriously. So they're going to... Um, but here's the thing. Yeah. The public is kind of into it. Yeah. So that's part of the alt-left group. Um, <laughs> it's sponsored by a bunch of the people that went to Epstein's Island. So um, that's how they got most of their funding. So all the people on the left are like, all right, you don't think you know climate change is real. Well, originally we had 150 years left. Now we are quickly running out of time so they put a big old clock countdown in new york city and the whole movie is this cop trying to convince the terrorist group hey the city is worth saving the city's worth saving um and obviously his previous his wife from before left him and he's stuck with a daughter that he's raising (laughs) by himself in new york city (laughs) and she has an okay relationship with his girlfriend in dc but they can only see each other on the weekends um, oh, real quick. I yeah. do want to I want to give this cop like a character trait. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is also a street level mag- magician. Oh, of course. Because, I mean, he has to work. So here's the thing about a cop salary in New York City. It's not great. Um, he works all weekdays. And then on the weekends when he gets his kid and his girlfriend comes to town because she's not working. Unfortunately, they have to hang out with him in Times Square as he's performing magic for tourists. <laughs> um, it's He's really not making. And this a lot. takes up like twenty percent of the movie. Yeah, most of the movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he's performing magic, and then you'll see him like trying to saw someone in half, and then he'll have to run off, be like, "I got to take this," and then he'll just leave someone in a box, you know, about to get sawed. And he's like, "I gotta take this." <laughs> I gotta take this, <laughs> and then he'll run off, and he'll be like, "Listen, I don't know, you know, who you are, or I, I do know this, and if you, if you don't." you know, end this huge disaster by the last 10 minutes of the movie that I'm going to come for you. And unfortunately this is one of those gotcha movies where the disaster starts 
or the the terrorist action starts and he stops it after it's been started. So he doesn't stop it. It's like yes. the weather is hitting hard and it's already destroyed most of Queens and the Bronx and it's going into Brooklyn and that's when he finds Staten Do- Island was long since destroyed in this in this movie. Well, and then um <laughs> some might say it's already pretty wrecked. Um and then he finds out that the head guy in charge of this is Dr. Doofenshmirtz played by um Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> he solves it with a single bullet to the head and then, you know, takes his hand, puts it up against the biometric scanner and it stops the weather. Uh yes. <laughs> Dr. Doofenshmirtz, harmless villain turned eco-terrorist. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, he has to die. And um, right when he's about to get shot, that's when he drops the F-bomb because it's a PG-13 movie. Sure. And this movie is called um, Winter in New York. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's and that huge storm that's happening is obviously a, a blizzard, hurricane. Duh, of course. Yeah. It's just all of it. It's a little it's, bit of all of it. That's what makes it extra scary. Yeah. Man, and Idris Elba is... is undoubtedly going to get nominated for awards if he gets gassed. In this. <laughs> um, my uh, my favorite part is when you're like, <laughs> he has to stop this within ten minutes of the movie, and I'm like, I love how characters organize their time by how much is left in the movie. Like, Quick, man, we're running out of time. If we don't solve this soon, we're going to have a sequel. <laughs> I love that. I love that. God, I, I think we're so, we are very good movie writers. I think it's the fact that we've seen so many movies that we know what we want to see. Yeah, I want to see Olivia Rodrigo mind freaked by an alien. Yes, one hundred percent. All right, Alex, what's our middle segment? Oh, we got the good old Juilliard auditions. Um, okay, for the um, cast members, for the audience <laughs> who don't know what this is, this is a script that I am giving to Craig and I'm going to give him, try not to give him too many line reads, but have him describe the monologue or pursue the, the character in different ways just to see what fits good for screen. So just some minor director um, pitching and, and guiding. I've pulled three script, some or all of them from very famous movies. Whenever you're ready, Craig. All right. Long I pondered my king's cryptic talk of victory. Time has proven him wise. From Greek, uh, for from free Greek to free Greek, the word has spread that bold Leonidas and his 300, so far from home. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. It's, mm -hmm. you have like a 12 pack. You're the manliest man outside of Leonidas. Like, this guy is jacked to pieces. 100% on roids. So I need a deep voice, and I need you to sound like the most manly you've ever heard. Um, You can just, yeah, start from where you left off. Okay. Uh, The word has spread that bold Leonidas and his Perfect. 300. Perfect. So far from home. Lay down their lives. Not just for Sparta, but for all of Greece and the promise this country holds. Now, here on this ragged patch of earth called Palatia, Xerxes hordes from ho, Z, Z, Xerxes hordes face obliter, obliter, obliteration. Blind reading some Greek names is oh boy, you hey man, really tests your reading ability. <laughs> now here on this ragged patch of earth called Plata, Plata, hey, how would you say that? How would you say that? It doesn't matter. It doesn't. Just Plata- say it. Platea. I'm going to say Platea. Okay. From now here. Now, here on this ragged patch of earth called Platea, Xerxes' horde face obliteration. Okay. I'm going to oh. have you also do the read for the Spartan army, and we'll oh, just echo okay. your voice. What do you mean we? I'm the one that's going to do it. I mean, we'll echo your voice in post. Yeah. We're just going to... You can go ahead and say it, and then we'll just make it sound like there's 10,000 of you. Okay, okay. I got to pay attention. Okay, sorry. The Spartan army line is like super character-driven, so I got to get, in, yeah, get sure. into it. Okay, first of all, this Spartan army is all female, so kick it up a couple octaves, please. Nope, a little higher. A little higher. Perfect. That'll work. Continue. Just there, the barbarians huddle. She a terror. Gripping. All right, I'm gonna stop you right there. I think we can get that later. If you can cut to that last line, the enemy outnumber us. Okay. This is 
the the biggest part of the pep talk. So you need to hit this part hard. All right. The enemy outnumber us. A paltry okay, three I need to. Need you to slow it down and go way deeper in your voice. The enemy outnumber us. A paltry three to one. Good odds for any Greek. Um, stop. Do you know Spanish? No. Okay, never mind. Continue. This day we rescue a world from mysticism and tyranny and usher in a future brighter than anything we can imagine. All right, all right. Um, I don't think you're good for this part. Um, I'm going to send you another script. We'll have you read for this one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, totally. Sure. Give me one second. I'm going to reach out to my, my AD. All right. Have we not done this one? We've done a different Joker model. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you did. Right. A, you know how he got these scars. Okay. 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 I really look like a guy with a plan, Harvey. I don't have a plan. See what you're the, doing. I'm going to stop you. What you're doing right now is you're making it sound like what you, I'm sure you've seen the movie. You're trying to make it sound too much like that. Make it something new. Okay. I'll give you direction whether or not I like it or not, but this make it sound different. Okay. Yeah. You can start from the top. I really look like a guy with a plan, Harvey. I don't have a plan. The mob has plans. The okay, cops... so I like what you did. I mean, I hated what you did previously in the other character with the stutter. Uh, let's let's try giving this guy a stutter and see if it makes him more relatable. Uh, okay. You can start with the mob has plans. The, the the mob has plans. The the cops have plans. You know what I am, Harvey? I. I, I, I am a dog chasing cars. I I wouldn't know what to do with it if I caught one. I just I, I just do things. I yeah, am just I don't think your stutter is very believable. Um Well have you stop. Well, Alex, I'll have tell to, you, you right work. now, I'm not gonna give myself an actual stutter. So you can just <laughs> knock that direction right off the plate. I have to work with a with a speech pathologist. Maybe we can have you work on Work on that. Yeah, um, we can right worry now. about that when we start production. <laughs> yeah. Can you give me just a clean read? Um, and just try an accent. Uh, just do start from, uh, I just do things. Hey. I just do things. I'm just the wrench in the gears. I hate plans. Yeah, Yours that's says... not working for me. Um, start where I'm not a schemer. It's a couple lines okay. down. Uh, try a different accent. I'm not a schemer. I show the schemer how pathetic their attempts to control things really are. So when I say that uh, you and your girlfriend was, uh, it was nothing personal. You know I'm telling the okay, truth. Okay, I love this. I need you to crank the accent up a, a little bit higher. All right. See, I just did what I do best. I took your plan and I turned it on itself. Look, what I have done to this city and a few drums of gas and a couple of bullets. Okay. Perfect. Can you make it a little flirty? I think uh, this character is going to have a maybe a romantic uh, spinoff later. Sure. Uh, and this is where those seeds are being planted. Um, so if you can start with, if I tell the press tomorrow, um, just a little bit flirty and double down on the accent. If I tell the press tomorrow, a gangbanger will get shot or a truckload of soldiers will be blown up. Nobody panics because it's all part of the plan. But... When I say that one little old mayor will die, everybody loses their minds. Introduce a little anarchy. All right, I'm gonna. Can you introduce some like uh, ad libs, like sweetheart, hey little thing. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit in there, just to sweeten the deal. Uh, you can start from where you left off. Introduce. Introduce a little anarchy, baby doll, Perfect. and you upset the established order, and everything becomes chaos. Ah, my dear. Ah. And the agent of chaos. And you know the thing about chaos, Harvey, my love? It is fair. Beautiful. All right, I got one little thing I want you to read. It's a quick thing for a commercial. Um, I know it's going to look like something you might have seen before, but it's a quick read. Um, just see what you got. It's no big deal. Perfect read on the last one, though. In many ways, yeah, I might have heard this once or twice. In many ways, the work of a critic is easy. We risk very little, yet enjoy a position over those who offer up their work and their selves to our judgment. We thrive on negative criticism. Um, can you read this a little faster, like a, like a prescription disclaimer? Okay. We thrive on negative criticism, which is fun to write and to read, but the better truth is we critics must face it. 
is that we, in the grand scheme of things, the average piece of junk is probably more meaningful than our criticism t designating it so. But there are times when a critic truly risks something, and that is in discovery and defense um, of, of the news. So this is from Ratatouille, which I know many I people noticed. know. Um, could you do it with like a French accent, but same speed? So what is often the... The, the, <laughs> the world is often unkind to new talent, new new creations. The, the new need trends. The, the, the new needs friends. No, Alex, I cannot do that, I guess. Okay. It's all right. I just wanted to see if you could do it. I think you got the part for the last script. For the last okay. script. All right. That concludes the Juilliard audition. It's always a fun Where day. Alex just makes me look stupid for <laughs> 10 minutes. It's freaking dope, man. Um, it's a vinyl segment. It takes a little bit to prepare, but it's always fun. We'll see if it comes back anytime soon. All right, Alex. Uh, this is a simple segment called If I Were to Say. And right. I think you'll get the hang of it pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. um, if I were to say, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul, you would say... <sighs> don't know. I haven't decided whether I'm going to play along. <laughs> um, How about you play along I want to get lost in your rock and roll. Let's okay. drift away. Yeah, you're right. If I were to say, I hear the drums echoing tonight, you would say... Give me a second. I'm trying to find it. Uh, how, how, about, how about a new one? How about yeah, if I yeah, say, yeah. it's going to take a lot to drag me away from you, you would say... It is so hard to do this with no music. <laughs> There's nothing that a hundred men or more could ever do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And uh, if I were to say, you know, um, uh, Mama just killed a man, you would say. Um, it's Dude, this is so difficult. <laughs> I wish you were singing because this is impossible. <laughs> Put a gun yeah. against his head, pulled a trigger, now he's dead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, Alex, if I were to say, you know, uh, I'm deeply unhappy in most facets of my life, you would say... Uh, have you tried depression medication? Okay, yeah, 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 that's fair. Yeah. Um, uh, Alex, if I were to say, you know, uh, our friendship is on a wavering fence of success and failure, and every day we test that fence, you would say... Maybe we should pull our content off TikTok because the haters are getting to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and if I were to say, you know, maybe we need to call it quits, you would say. I mean, if that's what you want, um, we're going to need to keep doing the podcast, though. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. All right that's the end of the segment it was just if i were to say and you know alex i think i think you got them all right for the most part it was dude it is harder than it looks because you know <laughs> you know the song immediately yes but what comes next when someone just reads you lyrics is impossible <laughs> yes definitely that's a good one too bad it's never coming back yeah um now the question is how many people are going to question our friendship from this moment forward eh, who knows <laughs> Um, now on to our free balling segment. Yes. Which I forgot we renamed it that. <laughs> um, so I don't know if I've talked about this officially on the show, but the Simpsons has become my new comfort show. Um, if I just need to watch an episode of something, I'll put on the Simpsons. I started at season three because that's when everyone says it got good. I have now started season six and let me tell you that show rules. Just my okay, and here's the thing. I don't know if I'm gonna make it to the end. I at least want to make it to the Simpsons movie, mm -hmm. which is 13 seasons from God, now. Wait, dude. <laughs> that is not what I thought you were going to say. Um, I really do enjoy it. It is such a like. It is so nice to just like put on two or three episodes while I'm eating. Like, it is so nice. Um, and the other thing that I've been watching that I want to talk about is Will Arnett has a show on Netflix called Murderville. Mm -hmm. um, the gimmick is it's a murder. It's like kind of like a murder mystery escape room type show where everyone has a get everyone has a script except for the guest. And it's a comedy. And let me tell you, that show is hit or miss. 
if you don't like the guest, you probably won't like the show. Well, the thing Here's, is, who's who are the guests? So the I've I've only seen the first two, mm-hmm. and it's Conan O'Brien is the Fire. first one. Fire. Fire. Yeah. And Marshawn Lynch is the second one. Um, the other two guests that I know of, there are six episodes, and I only know that two of them are uh, uh, Kumail Nanjiani mm-hmm. and Ken Jong, who are both fire. So I, I think it's just one of those shows that's like really guest defiant. So the first one is Conan O'Brien. And if you don't like the Conan one, dip. Just dip. <laughs> I mean, I guess that makes sense. Because, like, it's funny. And, like, all the all the suspects do a very good job at improving off of what the guest says. Obviously, Will Arnett does a good job because he's Will Arnett. Um, so but who the, – I forget the premise. It's one person knows the plot or everyone knows the plot but one person. Everyone knows the plot but the guest. Okay. And so at the end of the episode, the guest is like, here's who I think did the murder. And then the chief of police will tell them whether or not they were right. Okay. I just pulled up uh, a ranking of the guests. Number one was Kumail Nanjiani, episode three. Okay. Number two is Ken Jong, episode six. Number yeah. three is Annie Murphy, episode four. Then Conan O'Brien at number four, uh, episode one. Marshawn Lynch is number five. And the worst one is Sharon Stone, apparently, episode five. Yeah. I, I just didn't care for the Marshawn Lynch one. Um, and it sounds like you're not going to care for the Sharon Stone one anyway. Yeah. So I, I think I'm going to finish it. It's only six episodes. They're 30 minutes a piece. Sweet. Um, but yeah, that's kind of all I have been watching. I watched two stand-up specials. Both were under 30 minutes or around 30 minutes, which is super nice, bro. I'm a big... But the thing is, is when you have a 30-minute special, it better be freaking packed with hits. Yeah. I've watched a lot of really good comedians put out okay specials. Dave Chappelle, the greatest of all time, has dead space in some of his specials where it's not the heat. Um, I heard recently that someone said that you, if you can put together a special with three great jokes that people are going to remember, as long as there's no duds, your special will be fine. When you have 30 minutes, most of the specials should be really good. And both of these were really good. I watched Akash Singh uh, do Bring Back a Poo and... That special's on YouTube, and it's very funny. It is very funny. Um, and I also watched Aziz Ansari's new stand-up on Netflix called Nightclub Comedian. Dude, this guy, I'm glad I used to think he's funny, and that I still think he's funny. Because I was really scared he stepped away for so long that he wasn't going to be funny anymore. Yeah, I... Because there was an era where, like, Aziz Ansari only had three specials. It was, like, the three that were on Netflix. And it was like that for, like, four years. Yeah. And the thing is, the first one of those specials is really good. And the other two are not as good. Um, So it'll take a lot for me to go back to Aziz Ansari. It also helps that the special's literally, like, 28 minutes. Sure. So it's a lot more digestible. Yeah. Um. I just I haven't really been in the mood for stand up recently. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just not in the right headspace for it. But it's really hard for me to sit down and like watch and enjoy a special. Yeah, yeah. I might like I might just need to have it on in the background, which I which is not a great way to yeah. enjoy stand up. Because if you miss like a, a physical an, gag, or if it's hard to know when a joke ends and a joke starts, so you, if you hop in in the middle, it's not going to be funny. Yeah, and a lot of times they're riding momentum. Or they're doing callbacks, and it just wouldn't it wouldn't hit. It's yeah. tricky, man. I'm I'm thinking about going to see some stand up live pretty soon, and I'm very excited because they say that at its best, streaming platforms capture seventy percent of the energy in the room. Okay, sure. And seventy percent of the comedy, which means that's at its best. Which means a bad one will do less than fifty percent. So a lot of the energy and a lot of the funny just comes from being in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that is the case. I've seen, I think I've only seen two or three live standup shows. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping to bump that number up. Yeah. Uh, Alex, why don't you tell us what we're watching next week? Next week, we're watching Phone Booth and Liberty Stands Still. 
which are two movies I have just straight up never heard of. <laughs> right. But they are so similar. We have to watch them. We'll talk about it more next week. But it involves a phone booth and a sniper and a hostage situation. Oh, And that's good. pretty freaking niche. And the fact that they came out in the same year is wild. All right. Well, until I mean, you can follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that fun stuff. Uh, you can re- leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can rate us on Spotify. But other than that, my name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. And while you're at it, tell your mom I said hi. See you next week. Deuces.